0: right guys welcome back to the one broke actress podcast an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons i learned in the process i am your host sam valentine and i am here with my guest brooking (laughs) guest brooking my guest booking producer helena santos hi helena hi sam uh, we are here for our monthly episodes we do these bonus once a month where we kind of talk talk and catch up about what's going on in our own actor lives and just gives you guys a peek behind the curtain of our personal day-to-day. And if I did them alone, it would be really sad. So Helena is here with me every time, and this is our August episode. We are recording this on August 3rd. It's today the 3rd. I'm getting yeah. one month for tomorrow. Oh, one month? One freaking month. Wow.
1: Wow. That I feel like that came up real quick.
0: Uh real quick and real slow. I'd like it to be tomorrow, um, based yeah, on the Delta sure. variant. But uh yeah,
1: super exciting. How are you? Well, I'm good, but I, I we need to I just want to hear all about you really because you had a booking that happened on your birthday, right? And I see that you've been on set a bunch. So I want to know all about all of this, as I'm sure many people out there do. I mean, this is the best part about
0: social media, right? Is like you're on set for two days and it looks like you were there for 17 weeks. Right. Uh, (laughs) I got a call on my birthday that I booked a co-star with potential to recur in a new spinoff show that was fully picked up already for a full season on a streamer. Are you allowed
1: to say what network? Oh, a streamer. Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. A streamer. A streamer.
0: Um, I'll just say that now because I have no idea what you're allowed to say mm-hmm. and what you're not, but it's probably fine, but whatever. Um, so, which is super exciting. It was something I filmed uh, right after 4th of July. I, just it was it's you know just 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 another audition and uh i booked it and i got put i got put on hold the day before my birthday and i said well if we get find out tomorrow it's my birthday and my agent was like great uh and so when uh-huh. she called me i had been like stand up paddle boarding doing yoga and it was i was out to lunch with a friend and it was all like very very exciting it's like wow like really cool such a thing.
1: la actor Moment.
0: I know, I know, I know, and it was really cool that she got to tell me on my birthday. And when I saw she was, well, she Facetimed me, and I was like, she's definitely gonna tell me I got it because if it was sad, she wouldn't Facetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, Brittany is Brittany Stone, who's my agent, is just just so so cool. And so we Facetimed and caught up, and she went over the dates with me and you know, we're being super cautious cause of the wedding and she's extremely respectful and so cool about it. And, uh, and they're working out really well. And so, uh, yeah, so I had my first couple of days on set for that, uh, over the last couple of weeks and like tons of COVID tests and wardrobe fittings and stuff. Cause it's multiple scenes. And I just got a call last night that I'm officially booked for my second episode, which is Amazing. great. So technically this is my first recurring
1: amazing congratulations oh,
0: thanks uh so now it's official it was like a maybe and now it's official and now they're like we might want her for more also um yeah. so and it's funny because like i was trying to explain to caleb how this whole recurring co-star thing didn't really exist until a couple of years ago mm-hmm. it would have been a guest star yeah um, but like i'm not complaining but i just think it's super interesting how we've how things have changed so much in the business in well, that way
1: This is also a perfect example of the fact that, you know, I think we talked last month about when to stop doing co-stars or if Mm -hmm. you should stop doing co-stars. And this is such a good example of showing that a co-star can indeed become a recurring, especially if you're in it in the first episode of the show ever. And it can become that guest star. Who knows? You could become a series regular for all you know. You, you have no idea and they don't know either. And if they're liking your work that much and then they're saying they want to keep bringing you back, you have no clue what it could turn into. And if you had cut yourself off from that opportunity, it never would have been a thing. Totally
0: a hundred percent. And I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's just so interesting to see how it goes. It also comes with its own. If we want to go into this, it's coming with its own new set of pressures.
1: Yeah. I'd love to hear what you have to say.
0: Um, first of all, just COVID in general, because mm-hmm. it's a recur, you know, it's recurring, but it's a recurring co-star and the shots I'm in some of them, they could probably have someone who like, looks like me from a distance and just not, not put her on camera or they could write them out. Like, right. Like I'm not necessarily moving a story forward completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am so scared of getting COVID and getting written mm-hmm. out or taken out because if I test positive, they just won't have me in. I'm zone a, you know, I'm without a mask in scenes, like it could be, it's dangerous. And so although I am fully vaccinated and I feel very healthy and like I could fight off any sort of COVID that I could get one day, I do feel as though it's just a non-negotiable because if I test positive, I just, it's like, no questions asked. You just can't go to work.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Um, can't.
0: So, you know, at some point I do think we'll have to just live with COVID. Like at mm-hmm. some point, maybe in like a year or so, like we'll just live with COVID. It'll be like the flu. You, people just will get sick and then they'll get better. And like, if everyone gets their flu shot, just like you ever get vaccinated, like this will be at some point we will have to deal with this, right? It's mm-hmm. you know, um, not to get political on it, but like you just have to get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> We have the answer. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm just super scared of testing positive because I don't want to be kicked off.
1: No, I know what you mean. I mean, even my husband booked a Hallmark that he shoots on, I think, August the 11th or something. Congrats. And yeah, no, hey, Barry. I mean, he books, hey, Barry. Yeah, he books a lot of Hallmark stuff, which is great, you know, because they shoot so much. So much? They say so, words. So much. They shoot so much of the Hallmark stuff up here. Um, but it is one of those things where, you know, I'm thinking about, all the things that I am doing where I, cause I'm not really going that many places other than mm-hmm. the grocery store still, especially with everything going on now. But it, it really is like, oh my gosh, we can't do anything that will jeopardize this booking mm-hmm. or, you know, the potential bookings that cause it's, it's going into episodic season and things are ramping up even, even with everything that's going on yeah. with the Delta variant and all that things are ramping up. It's going to get busy, busy again. And I don't want to do anything that could possibly jeopardize an opportunity that, you know, decades of working so hard for something. So it's just, it's a whole, you're right. It's a completely different level of stress in a different way. Especially because we emphasize all the time, be
0: something outside of being an actor, live your life. Mm -hmm, But then mm -hmm. I canceled going to my book club meeting because mm-hmm. I, it was a day before I was on set. And, it, yeah. you know, they're all fully vaccinated people, but they were meeting inside of a house. So I canceled. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, yeah, it just, you know, it's, it, it, it sucks that we're just, the, the information is so um, messy right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm going, I'm going to get fucking married. Yeah. August 30th, yeah. we leave town. Uh, like I'm coming back September 8th and like, I've got, we're fucking doing this. <laughs> We've had three dates now. We have to do it. It's a hundred percent vaccinated wedding. It is like very, oh, very, interesting. Very Did safe. you, mm-hmm. have you required that at everybody there? Because? No, but we verified everyone just in case. Oh, wow. And the place we're getting married in has an average of two new COVID cases a day. It's a very small town in the mountains. Uh, uh-huh. I feel exceptionally safe with the way we're doing things. Mm -hmm. there's literally nothing we could do more. Uh, so except not have a wedding, which this is where we have to draw a line, right? We have to live our lives and everyone who I am friends with has been vaccinated and everyone who is invited to our wedding has been vaccinated. So we just have Mm -hmm. to do what we can. So we're trudging forward with the wedding, but Anyway, so the COVID, the COVID thing is like a whole mental stress of this job. And it's, it would be significant if I hadn't booked a job, but it feels extra significant because I did. Mm -hmm. And because it's like maybe in the background floating, like maybe they'll bring you in again, maybe they'll, whatever. And then there's another pressure of of not only wanting to do your job really well, like we all do when we get on set, but wanting to be so good that they want to bring you back. Right. Because it's not guaranteed. And mm-hmm. when you have such a small role, but you like want to do your job well or impress someone or something, there's not there's only so much you can do. <laughs>
1: yeah, especially, especially the co-star roles. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you just
0: really have to serve the purpose of the story. Yes. And I am, I am, I'm absolutely moving the story along, but also a bit of set dressing in a way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my character is like very glamorous. She's very beautiful. And so there's not so much that I can do, but I'm also like, did I do my job? I wonder if the director thought that was funny. I want like the thoughts that go through my brain are a little more stressful Mm. because I know there is a chance that they could choose to bring me back more, which I try to (laughs) drown out, you know. Yeah, but but you're
1: you're so right. That is such an added pressure because like I think about when I did the because I did two episodes of The Flash and when I did the first Mm -hmm. one, I wasn't at all thinking of that the character would come back. And then we we did it and everything almost from the scenes that I did were cut because they changed part of what they were showing from a specific other character storyline that Mm -hmm. I was sort of connected with literally in that one episode the first one all you see is me in a hallway (laughs) that's it (laughs) it's like and I had a I had a ton of lines like it was awesome it would have been amazing like but it didn't happen but then you know I did end up coming back and having to deliver a whole piece of information and stuff like that um but I can imagine that if I had known from the get-go that it was something where I could you know it's it's how do you not keep your mind on that part of it and really just do your job and let go of the rest of it? Right. It's it's difficult. It's like everything we do. It's it's the same thing as doing an audition and then getting the call back and then having to let go of the reality of the fact that you might never hear anything again from something. Exactly. And even I did I did this one commercial audition um, for a big spokesperson campaign for a company up here, and they lay out. It's almost as if you're signing. Uh, and po- people who've auditioned for like big spokesperson stuff will probably know this. And maybe you, you've had this experience mm-hmm. too, where it lays out the huge amount of money that you could potentially make pilot deal a hundred percent. And not only that, but it's, there are a round of zoom callbacks a round, a uh, first round of in-person uh, callbacks that you have to be COVID tested for. And then two more rounds of callbacks after that with testing flown to Toronto if you're from out here like it's it's wild and all of the different spots that are involved and the exclusivity and I how do you how do you not send the money in your head (laughs) exactly right this is the
0: same stuff that people go through when they test it's like how do you how do you keep your brain present for this current Mm -hmm. moment without Mm -hmm. thinking oh like you know your head knows, your body knows that the dominoes are there, that yeah. this current moment also hits the next moment, which hits the next, which is the next possibility. It's like so shutting it down and being really, you just have to, I am trying, I'm trying so hard to be so present
1: mm-hmm. and so well, grateful
0: it, too. Because if I get so caught right. up in it. If I get caught up in it, I'll miss it completely, and yes. and then I one I won't have anything to share with everyone because I'm going to black out and <laughs> forget what I did, like I used to do with auditions when I was 25, and sure. uh, and I'll also miss the enjoyment of I didn't I've not worked this hard to continuously mentally build up elasticity to work harder longer. I've worked this hard to enjoy the moments that I worked super hard for, and yeah. I'm trying really hard to get on set and just be on set and like enjoy being on set. And I do believe that that gives you a better performance and that makes you 100%. a better candidate to bring back anyway. Yeah. So thank God I've been meditating throughout COVID. <laughs> thank God, mm-hmm. I take care of myself and, you know, spent the last year trying to get my head right for the work I want to continue to do. But it's uh, it's a lot easier said than done.
1: Yeah, but it's it's exactly what you're saying. It's all a practice, you know. It really, really is. It's and being present and being allowing yourself to be present is really the job of us as actors. But mm-hmm. there's so much more that goes along with it. That you know, if you can do things in your day to day life like meditate and be in a practice already of how to be in the moment, um, it it can only help. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it really is building us up these, these,
0: uh, short elastic pulls of your ability to stay present are building us up to endure this in higher pressure situations. I mm-hmm. fully believe that everything I'm experiencing now, it's like working out and training a muscle <clears throat> so that when I go onto the next, <clears throat> hopefully I'll be able to speak words. When I go on to the next bigger job and the pressures get Harder and the pull is even more intense. That I have built up this strength and this muscle to stay at it exactly where I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's where I'm feeling. And then my last of this triple current uh, feeling is that the character I'm playing is really beautiful, and she wears really fitted little cute clothes. And like she's like I said, she's set dressing, mm-hmm. and. I've done a lot of work on myself in terms of accepting my body and my looks and all of these things and just enjoying myself. Uh, but it is a thought. It is a thought of body image and being aware of where I exist in space and what I so look what like on set. So what do you mean
1: by that, that it's a thought? Can you elaborate on that?
0: Uh, that I don't – That it, I, I, I think about how my body looks when I'm in front of the camera, when I'm on set, when I'm at a wardrobe fitting, it mm. is not something that I just exist in yet. Uh, and when the character is this much based on looks, mm. the pressure and the feelings of questioning myself and my body and my choices and all those things do come back in a way. And as much as I want to appreciate and like, look, I. I'm extremely fit. I think I'm really pretty. You agree. You think you're really pretty. Um, but Absolutely. it's, but it's still come like that, those, those pressures and like the feeling of questioning myself and, you know, comparing myself to maybe somebody else who is successful or maybe somebody else I see on set is it, that, that it also exists. So that's also mm. just another tablespoon in the, you know, soup of my brain right now.
1: Hmm. I think it's, that's a really interesting point that you bring up for, you know, the different kinds of roles that people read for and different types of people play, because that's not what, while I think about the fact that I want to look good in a certain way, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, don't all... yeah, I, you know, because of how I look and what the aesthetic of, whatever Hollywood, whatever, whatever it looks like. I don't ever read for reading ladies. I don't ever read for hot girl at the bar. I don't ever read mm-hmm. for any of those things because that is not the aesthetic that is out there. Yeah. So my pressures for, you know, like I, am much more, I'm much more character mm-hmm. whatever we want to call that to be, you know? Um, the hot the box that Hollywood put you in is sure that, yeah whatever <laughs> exactly I'm an ethnically ambiguous character actress or I don't know whatever you know um but it's, it's, <laughs> it's such, we have to laugh because it's so stupid. It's so ridiculous well and it's, because it's so I feel like it's also based on this like weird nineteen nineties Cindy Crawford is the leading lady not yeah, anything yeah. in reality now yeah. Whatever. This is a whole larger conversation, but we're having, I feel like we're such, it feels douchey having this conversation. Is that kind even, is douchey a bad word to say now? I don't know. It feels oh, gross to have this conversation right now because it's like, we're, t- I don't know. It just, we're talking about looks. This is, this is the thing. This is a thing. It just exists. And it's a thing. Well, yeah. And we're on you, camera. It's like, it's, yeah, your, yeah. The package that you as Sam sell, is a very specific package you do play the there like you should be the lead on dynasty you know I've always like I think we've had this conversation so many times where I'm like you sell high like high money you are Mm -hmm. from money you like should have all of the gold and jewelries and products and you know Louis Vuitton bags and all of these things um as as a character and maybe in your life as well I can't wait to
0: (laughs) I don't know about that, but I got to, I got to show you pictures from on set because everything you're saying is what I'm playing right now too. I,
1: I bet. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And it's amazing. And, and the thing is too, that it's taking you a while to come into feeling comfortable being that right. Oh, hunt huge, huge asterisks on that. A huge, huge. Yeah. So now you owning that and I, I can see how, if it's not something that you felt was, um, organic or authentic to you until maybe now, Mm-hmm. that having this feeling on set and in shoots and all these things is only inevitable and c- could be really difficult. Um, and I, I, yeah, I can, I can only imagine how much bigger the pressure would feel. And and this is, has to be how, you know, something like Scarlett Johannesson feels when she's going to go and do the next Avengers thing or whatever to be super fit and attractive and all of these things that and that she feels for her character and her casting she needs to be in order to keep working, too. I mean, that's a, that's a whole other level. Whereas someone like me, I, I luckily don't have that same pressure. I just I just don't like I I don't worry about gaining weight. I don't I don't worry about having to be super glam or, do you know, any of those things, because that's not what I'm. I'm being hired for. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, I, I don't know what more, I don't know. I just think it's a yeah. really important thing to, to point out that. Well,
0: and I, I want to
1: point out add a couple of things to it is that like,
0: I'm aware that both of us speaking right now have extreme thin privilege mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have extreme white privilege. And these are all yeah. things that like can, I can't imagine the pressures of, of anyone other than in my own circumstances. Right. I can only begin to imagine. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that, but it's, you know, it's, it exists. That's why I want, always want to talk about things that exist, even though, you know, just cause we know they exist doesn't mean it makes it easier to live in them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it feels different having, I'm a, I'm a t-shirt and jeans girl, right. So living in a character and living in characters, which is what I've been doing for the past year as I figure myself out is uh, who are, who vibe on their looks so hard Mm -hmm. is something that I think I'm going to be very successful in, but it Mm -hmm. also adds elements of pressure to me taking care of myself in a certain type of way that well, and on your different. mental health too. Yeah.
1: I think that's, yeah. that's, because
0: I've been super open about the fact that like, I've been in therapy for eating disorders. I've, you know, I've, I've written about this multiple times in terms of there's tons of posts on one broke actress. And if you guys want to email me, I'll, I'll, I'll point you to some of them, but I'm super open about it. Cause I think the more we talk about it, the less weird it feels mm-hmm. and you know, the less judgy I feel of myself when these things come up, because I have to really check myself. And it's also important if anybody is, is feeling these things or going through these things. What really started to help me more, uh, in the last probably two or three years was, um, diversifying the types of content that I consume beyond just my type. So mm-hmm. as much as I live in like CW land personally to Watch shows and to consume content from creators of different backgrounds, of different body sizes. Uh, to watch audition tapes and self tapes of quote unquote, "character actors to make sure I'm, you know consuming the content that is not just of my reflected back type, uh, really helped my mental health to see mm-hmm. beyond
1: my own shit. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the character (laughs) actor term, it needs to be retired Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Needs to go away. It's not a thing. It's just people who maybe we're so stuck in weird old things. It's just so weird because character type used to be something where it was anyone who isn't a leading person who doesn't who's not as you know, it's, it was like, whatever. you're either like super, it's
0: like, you're super fuckable or you're funny. Like that's how we used to <laughs> use
1: people. That's so true. And it's so, and and it's it's so just, sad. It's archaic. That and it like be. we're past yeah. it.
0: Right. Like we're, if you look at the shows that we love, we are past it,
1: but we yeah. still
0: cast and write like that often.
1: often. And listen, not, not all the time. I mean, it's changing for sure. It is yes. changing. Um, definitely. Especially, when you look at shows on, you know, on the streamers, on like Netflix and stuff, you're, there's much more, much better casting, much more diversity, much more showing people in every shape and form and Mm -hmm. color of the rainbow that we are all in, you know, it is getting a lot better. But, you know, there's still... There's still some archaic stuff out there yeah. and it's, it's really baked into the industry in so many ways.
0: And it, it really helped me to start realizing what other people's problems were with the industry, mm-hmm. because to me, this is one of the biggest problems. And so it's mm-hmm. highlighted in my brain and like glitter writing, like body mean- image issues, oh body
1: image. Sure. And, mm-hmm. you know,
0: that kind of pressure, uh, is very big to me because it's been big for me. So when I started to diversify the amount of things I saw and the amount of people that I talked to and the problems that I listened to and that I looked out for, I started to realize that this is one of a billion issues that different people Mm -hmm. in this industry have. And it made me feel better in a way because one, there's so much bigger. Mm -hmm. And too, like, there's, everyone has their own shit and I, and getting outside of yourself has been, has been like immensely helpful for me in getting it to come, coming to terms with this. Now, does it, it, does that mean it goes away? Obviously not. Cause I'm, you know, I deal with it constantly and I'm like, it's a, it's a smaller problem than it used to be, but it is still existent in my brain, especially on Mm -hmm. stuff like this. So well, but yes, like,
1: it's what your, your experience is. And so it's what's mm-hmm. highlighted in your in your world and what, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think what exa- exactly what you said about making sure that you're seeing outside perspectives and what other people deal with, it makes, yeah. it puts it all into a, a really important perspective for totally. sure. You know, even even me as a BIPOC woman until probably two years, three years ago, I didn't understand the hardships that my fellow black, well, my my fellow BIPOC, specifically black actors and actresses have on set and in the makeup chair and with hair. I I didn't know those things yeah. until I started to to actually talk to some black friends about where what their experiences on set were, and I was shocked. And I was like, God, like the this that I I wouldn't even have thought of that. But that's because I hadn't. I I just hadn't had the conversations and hadn't opened up my worldview in that way yet. So exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's, what's going on with me.
1: (laughs) A lot. It's good. It's all good. good Right. Like
0: these are the problems that I wanted, have wanted to tackle in like real time. These are the things I have wanted to deal with. And now I get to do them and share them. And although I have to be like a little cryptic about what it is and what we're doing. Also, there's a chance that, This could never, ever make it to air. Sure. I don't think it will based on how it's woven into the plot of the show, but there's always that chance. And Sam of, there's a couple, there's a couple of things I actually should tell you. Sam of a couple of years ago, A would have probably been way more concerned about all of these things. And B would have been scared to talk about them just in case they didn't make it to air. But now I've realized how normal that is in the business. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about it more and C. They recently told me want to, they want to potentially pin me for another episode that would maybe be during the time of my wedding.
1: Oh, snap.
0: So, but a, a couple of years ago, that would have sent me into a tailspin. Right? I would have thought, oh no, like maybe I can like leave late for the wedding and then come back early. Maybe I can, you know, this and that and the other thing. <laughs> but they told me that last night and I said, oh my gosh, that's such a compliment that they're considering that. I will be back in town September 8th. Yeah. Good for you. And if you're
1: getting freaking married, cause I'm getting
0: <laughs> married and uh, the show is awesome and the people are great. And if they, if they can make it work, I'm sure they will. Yeah. And if not, there'll be more co-stars, but there won't hopefully be another wedding. And I just, I used to put everything outside of acting on such a pedestal, um, on such a a lower pedestal than the acting itself. And I I just really, it instantly in my brain last night was like, oh, that's a bummer. I hope they can accommodate me. Mm. And if they can't, we'll like, we'll move on. But I can't, I, it's like how we talked about like not living your life, completely for acting, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to come back the day after my wedding. I'm not going to stress on my wedding day that I need to get back from Colorado moments after saying I do No, I need to live in it. I need to enjoy my time with my family and my then husband and like live my life and hopefully they can accommodate and I can come back and get back on set. And
1: if not, then
0: Maybe they'll have me for a later episode. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah,
1: definitely. There's it like nothing me, I can do about it. Yes. Uh, it reminds me so much of, I always go back to Christina Ochoa's episodes, but it's yeah the thing where she talked about um, when she is off the grid and on vacation or whatever she's doing, she is unavailable. Like mm-hmm. she tells her entire team, I am unavailable this date to this date. Doesn't matter what comes up, what happens. That that's it. Because it's, it's so important to put those boundaries on. I think people respect those people who put boundaries like that up. At least mm-hmm. it's, it's a healthier way to go about living in general. Yeah. It's also a healthier way to go about doing the industry in any capacity. Um, and it's and the it, whole you treat people how to treat you thing, you know, and if you put yourself first like that, then other people are going to be like, oh, okay, well, all right. That's, yeah those are the boundaries those are the guidelines and if it if it was a bigger i don't want to say if it i don't want
0: to say if it was a bigger role but like if this was like a life changing potential role i think right. we would probably move some things around and like maybe a day or two come back early if this right. was a different situation i'm also concerned about the fact that they'll hear i'm coming from a wedding which is very, very small and a hundred percent vaccinated, but I'm still afraid that they'll think I'm too much of a liability and not bring me back,
1: but they have but to test you anyways. They so... have to test me anyways.
0: They have to test me yeah. multiple times anyway,
1: but I, yeah. I, these, but
0: these are the thoughts that come into my brain and yeah, I can't do anything about them. And my agent was so respectful. She was like, all right, we'll let them know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah, it's, exactly. It just, it feels like that. Those are as much as I said, like there's a bunch of pressure. I feel like with these kind of things, I also just want to give myself 17,000 high fives because this could have broken me before. And I feel like it's such a victory to be able to take on this job and also let it ride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. So, it's, it's a big deal. Thanks. Uh, so that's exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. What a trip, man completely. Oh man. Okay. We've talked a lot. I think we should help another actor. We have a bonus uh, question Q and a for tomorrow's episode. So I think we should get to that. Let's do it. Okay, great. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram, follow Helena. Uh, Both of our Instagrams are in the show notes. Make sure you are on the email list because we are doing special things with book club, which were announced earlier this week. And we will talk to you tomorrow.